heard in this podcast should be taken as medical, legal, or financial advice. Cover Patriot does not support acts that are contrary to the Constitution. It is only by following the letter of the Constitution that we have any hope of reclaiming the Republic. Hello, Patriots and other interested parties. Today is Sunday, July 25th, 2021. I am Deep Cover Patriot and the Republic stands. I want to share with you most of an article by Julie Kelly entitled A January 6th Detainee Speaks Out published on American Greatness on July 22nd. This is a very important update on the January 6th political prisoners. Quote, Joe Biden's Justice Department notched another victory last week in the agency's sprawling investigation into the January 6th protest on Capitol Hill against Biden's presidency. On Wednesday, Michael Curzio pleaded guilty to one count of parading, demonstrating, or picketing in the Capitol building. The government offered the plea deal to Curzio's court-appointed attorney in June. Curzio faced four misdemeanor charges, including trespassing and disorderly conduct for his role in the Capitol breach. Curzio paid the government restitution in the amount of $500 to help pay for the nearly $1.5 million in damages the building reportedly sustained. The architect of the Capitol initially said the protest caused $30 million in damages, but prosecutors have set the figure far lower. The misdemeanor to which Curzio pleaded guilty carries a maximum penalty of six months in jail. Curzio isn't headed to jail anytime soon. To the contrary, Curzio actually left jail on July 14th because he had already served six months in prison. Curzio is one of nearly 100 defendants kept behind bars for months under pretrial detention orders sought by federal prosecutors. Not all have been housed in the D.C. jail. In several instances, the defendants, like Corzio, aren't accused of committing a violent crime. But the Justice Department, with the consent of federal judges in Washington, D.C., repeatedly seeks to punish Americans for protesting the election by Biden by keeping them in jail awaiting trials that won't begin until next year or until they accept a plea deal. While Republican politicians fixate on the uprising in Cuba, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican of California, last week announced the creation of the Leaders Advisory Team on Cuba and spent most of the weekend tweeting about it. The most powerful law enforcement apparatus in the world continues to track down U.S. citizens and make them pay for daring to resist the Biden regime. Curzio briefly entered the Capitol on January 6th. He did not bring a weapon or assault police officers. In fact, he was arrested that day for trespassing paid a fine, and was ordered back to Washington, D.C. in June for court date. But the next day, the government issued a warrant for his arrest on two misdemeanors, entering or remaining on Capitol grounds and violent entry. After leaving work on January 14th, Curzio was pulled over a few miles from his Florida home. Quote, Out of nowhere, police SUVs were in front, behind, and alongside my vehicle, unquote. Curzio told me by phone Sunday afternoon. Quote, the cops were screaming, get out, get out, and had their guns drawn, unquote. Curzio was arrested. Based on his criminal record, Curzio spent nearly seven years in jail for attempted first-degree murder. A Florida judge denied bond. He was not on parole or probation. Biden's Justice Department took it from there. 
Federal prosecutors argued Curzio should be incarcerated, not necessarily because of his actions on January 6th, but because of his conduct while he was serving time for his previous offense. Quote, Curzio does not engage in destructive or violent behavior and does not appear to encourage or discourage disorderly conduct, government lawyers wrote in a March motion. Curzio remains a defendant with a violent criminal history who unregretfully traveled over 900 miles to join a wild mob, unlawfully entered the capital, defied a police order to leave, and committed offenses that threatened the governance of the Republic. Unquote. Keep in mind, they are referring to four misdemeanors. Prosecutors accused Curzio of joining a white supremacist gang while he was in jail. Curzio still has tattoos, the government said, that show his affiliation with the gang. Quote, it is a gang with a reputation for violence, and that fact seeks very strongly to Curzio's dangerousness. Curzio was released in February 2019. He said he joined the gang to protect himself in prison and cannot afford to have the tattoos removed. The judge agreed with the government. Curzio was then transported to a jail in the nation's capital, specifically used to incarcerate January 6th protesters. Like dozens of defendants ordered held in D.C., Curzio spent a few weeks on buses and planes before he arrived at the jail that would be his home for more than five months. Quote, I was in solitary at the Marion County, Florida jail for eight days, then transported by bus to another Florida jail. Then they took me to Jacksonville, where I boarded a plane headed to Atlanta, then to Oklahoma Federal Prison, then to a jail in West Virginia, and then Virginia. I finally got to D.C. on February 3rd, unquote. All detainees are required to quarantine in a single-man cell for 14 days under remaining COVID restrictions. But the jail conditions for January 6th defendants, which they refer to as the pod, aren't much better. Quote, it was just like being quarantined, unquote, Curzio said. Quote, we were locked down for 23 hours a day, only out for an hour to shower, talk to family, and talk to our lawyers, unquote. Curzio corroborates the accounts of other detainees, including reports of physical and mental abuse by prison guards, inedible food, and zero access to the outdoors, religious services, or physical activity. In-person meetings with lawyers are discouraged. If a detainee meets with his defense counsel, he must return to quarantine. The detainees, despite the harsh conditions and unequal treatment by the U.S. justice system, nonetheless have found esprit de corps. They sing the national anthem each night at 9 p.m. to keep spirits up. Quote, Most of the guys in there weren't just there to support Trump. We went there for America. There were a lot of people there like me, people who lost everything in the lockdowns. We were saying, we've had enough. We are tired of your foot on our neck. Unquote. Curzio also corroborated first-hand accounts and videos showing law enforcement officers assaulting protesters. Quote, we were demonstrating peacefully on the west side of the building, singing and flying our flags. We were telling the police we were there to support them, that we backed the blue. Unquote. Sometime between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., Curzio said, cops started attacking them. Quote, out of nowhere, I hear flashbangs flying into the crowd. Cops were running up to the front line, spraying people with mace. One guy was just walking by the line, and three cops grabbed him and threw him to the ground. They had things that looked like paintball guns filled with chemicals, and they were spraying us, then shooting rubber bullets, unquote. That's when things got worse. Curzio said, quote, Families and kids were there. It was chaos. That's when you started to see people scuffling with the police, unquote. 
Curzio told me he saw two men suffer heart attacks from the shock of the explosives. Flashbangs or stun grenades temporarily blind and disorient the victim. Curzio said first responders came with gurneys and were administering chest compressions to the victims. According to Curzio, protesters on the west side started entering the building around 2.30 p.m. He saw about six officers letting people into the Capitol. Quote, it was very cordial, unquote. For his non-violent behavior on January 6th, Curzio's life now has suffered another major setback. Quote, I lost everything. I'm sleeping in a friend's RV for now trying to get on track, unquote. But he's not the only one. Quote, some of us didn't have anything to begin with, but these guys are losing everything too, unquote. Most of the men are veterans and small business owners, quote, they're losing their businesses, their assets have been frozen, some are losing their wives and girlfriends, and they are losing hope, unquote. Curzio said he cried the day he left jail. Quote, I feel so bad for the boys left behind. They've never been in trouble before. They've never faced anything like this, unquote. Of course, this brings great satisfaction to Joe Biden's regime and Beltway judges. Meanwhile, in Cuba, unquote, and the end of the article. Folks, what we have here is more proof of the unrelenting advance of the police state and the draconian measures they have taken to silence dissent, scaring people into silence and abandonment of the First Amendment rights, thinking they will be arrested at the drop of a hat and disappeared into a solitary cell, is enough to warrant charges of treason coercion. We must not fail to speak truth and to defend honor and liberty. God bless you and your families, and God bless the Republic. In Jesus' name, amen. Those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. <laughs>